The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily express those held by this station or its advertisers and are strictly the opinions held by those contributing to the show. Welcome to the Eric Little High School Football Podcast, your home for news, discussion, and opinions about high school football in the Mid-Ohio Valley. And now, here's your host, Eric Little. Welcome to another edition of the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Once again, I am the namesake. Thanks for joining us this week. Of course, this is the first week of the playoffs in West Virginia. The Ohio playoffs started a week ago, so season winding down on both sides of the river. Let's take a look at some of the impressions from last week. First and foremost, Parkersburg South struggled to adjust to PHS's two-back set as PHS outscored South 20-7 in the second half on the way to a 28-10 win against the Patriots. South could not move the ball in the second half, and they just didn't adjust to PHS's two-back set. Tyler Model, the best running back of the Big Reds, is struggling with an injury right now, and he's been working through that all year, but as a result, he's not always as effective in the running game as he has been for much of his career. So to run the football, it seems like PHS is going to have to do some different things and have to be a little bit more creative. They dropped Shane Miller back in the backfield in a two-back set along with Muller. Mike Bias, the head coach of the Big Reds, says that that's something that they had toyed with a little bit this year, though Miller missed the first four games with injury. John Chalfant, the radio guy of the Big Reds, said that that's really not not something that they had done a whole lot, but they did that. It worked, and they were able to stimulate some offense out of that. They used Brenton Strange a couple times in the jet sweep to begin the second half, and from there the offense opened up. And whatever it was, it just basically broke up a jam in the ice flow, essentially. And PHS was able to move the ball. They also tackled well, and they were able to get out in space and limit South and limit what South could do. Nick Yoho and Braden Mooney both held to under 100 yards in the game for Parkersburg South. For the bulk of the second half, South ran nine offensive plays. They got the ball back with two minutes left, down 28-10, to 10, and ran a drive that took off much of the clock. But by and large, they were held to just nine offensive plays for the better part of the second half, and that limited what South can do. It basically went PHS scored in a drive that took the first half of the third quarter, three and out for South, then a PHS scoring drive, three and out for South, then a PHS scoring drive. And by that point, the deed was done, and South's fate was sealed. Not at all the way I saw the game going. PHS missed a few scoring opportunities in the first half. South led 3-0 with a field goal at the half. Had a chance to go in for a greater lead, but was denied on fourth down inside the five-yard line. They get that fourth down. Maybe it's 10-0 at the half. Who knows? If they take the field goal and tack on some points and go up 6-0, maybe that's some confidence as well. Either way, that didn't happen, and of course, events set into motion to allow PHS to run away with a football game. The bad things for South in this game and in the weekend that followed, Dylan Day was ejected for an unsportsmanlike conduct foul in that PHS game, so he sits out that game with the ejection, then he'll also have to set out Tau's playoff game as they host Hedgesville on Saturday. But South also lost Blake McMullen to injury. He was involved in an accident over the weekend. So those are two guys that they'll be without at the same position on offense and defense. They both play corner on defense. They both play wide receiver on offense. So what South's going to have to do, they'll move John Kennard into the starting lineup on defense. He'll play free safety, and that'll move Brandon Penn to cornerback. Penn is also going to be a key guy this week because Penn moves from the slot position that he's been playing to that receiver spot, which will put Wyatt Linder in the slot position. So you'd have to think that South's ability to run the jet sweep with Wyatt Linder in that slot rather than Brandon Penn may be a little bit limited because Linder's a good athlete, but he's no Brandon Penn. We'll see if the Patriots can weather those injuries as they host Hedgesville in the playoffs on Saturday. Their first home game in the playoffs since 2004, looking for the first playoff win since 2011. PHS hits the road to face Wheeling Park and a rematch of a 57-51 barn burner that Park played with the Big Reds at Stadium Field in late September. 
Moving on, Tyler Consolidated won and got the help they needed to get into the playoffs. Summers County knocked off Fayetteville to move Fayetteville out of the 16th spot, putting Tyler Consolidated in at 16. Uh, they got a win over St. Mary's 23-7, and they'll now face Wheeling Central. Wheeling Central was upset against Magnolia last weekend. That's not going to bode well for the Silver Knights, who will face a stung and angry group of Maroon Knights. And Curtis McGee is now healthy. He sat out of that game against Magnolia. McGee is their quarterback and best player. He'll be available for Wheeling Central and may not have to play a whole lot if uh, that Wheeling Central offense gets going the way that they can. Another way Tyler Consolidated is in good for them as they get a playoff game under their belts this year. Again, Magnolia with the upset of the night against Wheeling Central. They'll now visit Pendleton County as the Blue Eagles came away with an 8 seed. That's an 8-9 game. And though it's a long trip for the Blue Eagles, they're into the playoffs. They're a good ball club and you know they got a chance to come in and do some damage in the postseason. They're certainly confident. But the thing that I take away from this game, is there any better way for your senior night to go if you're Magnolia than to come in and upset the number one team of the state on your home field. Magnolia had two weeks to get ready for this game, and they gave Wheeling Central the game of their season as they picked up that 21-12 win on senior night. How emotional, how cool must that have been to be a Magnolia Blue Eagle and get that big win against the best team in the state on your turf and to do it on senior night. That one is going to be one that they'll remember for years. There'll be guys that talk about that in their 60s and 70s, and they should. It was a big win. It was a big accomplishment regardless of whether or not McGee played. They should be very proud of themselves and a good season for the Blue Eagles. Ritchie County gets in at number 14. They'll visit number 3 Mountain View at Princeton. That game we played on Friday night at Princeton High School on a neutral site. The Rebels got a win to go to 7-3. They finished up at 7-3. They lost two games this year by a touchdown or less, and that's noteworthy because the two teams that they lost to by a touchdown or less, Webster County, they got in, and so too to Parkersburg Catholic. A win against Parkersburg Catholic would have been a huge boost for that team. Catholic beat Ritchie County 32-28, and to be honest, the win against Ritchie County, now that Ritchie County has seven wins. That's probably one of the biggest boosts to Parkersburg Catholic schedule. If they don't have that win against a seven-win Ritchie County team, and they finish eight and two without it, because there's not a whole lot of strength in the rest of their schedule, Parkersburg Catholic may have been pretty deep down in the bottom eight, even at eight and two. However, they did beat Ritchie County, and that's their signature win this year. Ritchie County comes in at number 14 with two near misses at signature wins. Their other loss was about a 20-point loss to Doddridge County and Hunter America. But either way, Ritchie County gets in, and they'll visit Mount View. A nice first season for Rick Hot. They found a lot of depth in the running game. Trey Moss had a big year. We'll talk about that more later on, but a really good season for Rick Hot as they get into the playoffs. River is done, speaking of playoff teams, after a loss to Lucas in the first round of the Ohio playoffs. Just an accomplishment for Mike Flannery's squad to get in after all the adversity they faced this year. They started the year with about 24 healthy bodies, ended with about 15 to 16 because illness and injury had decimated the ranks of the River Pilots. Their proud program, this was their fourth straight appearance. They were in last year and went on a deeper run, but boy, I tell you what, to fight through all the things that they fought through and still be fairly competitive against Lucas, that's an accomplishment. That's a Lucas team, by the way, that beat River 62-6 just two weeks ago. Certainly not the easiest game to motivate yourself to go play if you're the River Pilots, but they gave them a game. They did what they could. Fortunately, they didn't score in the game, and they lost and finished their season at 5-6, and six. so congratulations to Mike Flannery's River Pilots for making the postseason and for being as competitive as they were getting in. Depth Chart is the home for Wood County's most in-depth high school sports coverage. Depth Chart goes beyond the game with features that promote the student-athlete throughout the county. The Depth Chart website covers all six Wood County public and private high schools at DepthChartWC.com. Founder and journalist Kerry Patrick is experienced and has covered the Valley for more than a decade. To find out more or to check out six or 12-month subscription rates, go online to DepthChartWC.com, like Depth Chart on Facebook, or follow on Twitter at DepthChartWC. Depth Chart, subscription-based online sports coverage that keeps you in the know about the schools you care about.
out. Stay connected with us on Facebook. Like our page, the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. While you're there, answer our weekly poll question and feel free to share your comments or questions. Eric will get to those on a future edition of the show. Let's take a look at our poll question from last week. We asked you, was it a good regular season? Why or why not? And not as many of you said yes as I thought there would be. There were 16 votes. Apparently a lot of St. Mary's fans answered the poll. 69% said yes. 31% said no. It was not a good high school football regular season. I don't know why because as we said last week and I talked about this just a little bit, there was some intrigue. There were some teams that were competitive that were not usually competitive or have not been competitive for a while. Of course, we had to see St. Mary's slip. The depth was not there for the Blue Devils as their long playoff run comes to an end. But how about Parkersburg South being better than expected? The Patriots got in at 7-3. and three. Parkersburg High had a strong second season under second-year head coach Mike Bias. Tyler Consolidated and Ritchie County get into the playoffs. Ritchie with a first-year head coach at the helm. Magnolia with a big upset. River got in and battled some injuries to do so. So to get that many teams into the playoffs locally, that's exciting. That means some good football is happening in this area and football that's worth getting out to watch if you're able and inclined to do so. So again, I think it was a good season. The games might not have always lived up to the hype, but the matchups were there. They were fun. I didn't even mention Parkersburg Catholic a minute ago. How about Parkersburg Catholic? They go from 0-8 to 9-1. Just an intriguing season with lots of great stories. Many teams in the area exceeded expectations and had good seasons and storybook runs. They were great stories, so it was cool to kind of cover that. It was cool to see all that play out. The one bit of response I had from this on Facebook was from my former broadcast partner and very good friend Donald Butcher. He says, it was missing my soothing voice along the majestic steed that is yours. Donald, I like the reply. Thank you so much, of course, for posting that on Facebook. And of course, we encourage you to share your feedback as well. Answer our poll questions and sometimes more long-form questions on our Facebook page. Like us at the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Want to go ahead and give you some of my takes on the playoffs. Parkersburg South will need a quick start, in my opinion, if they want to get past Hedgesville. Again, it's a South team that was without Dylan Day because of his suspension from last week. It's without Blake McMullen. They lost offensive lineman Ryland Johnson a couple weeks ago. I think they will need a quick start. The stat of this game, Parkersburg South has not allowed a point in the first quarter all season long. They held teams scoreless in the first quarter in all 10 regular season games. They've outscored opponents 94 to nothing in the first quarter. If South can get that quick start with Hedgesville on the road, Hedgesville playing on a Saturday afternoon, then I think the Patriots have a strong shot to have this game play out the way they want it to. But if you're Hedgesville and you get that quick start, and all of a sudden you've got South feeling uncomfortable in the home field, then that may snowball against the Patriots. So we'll see. Earlier this week, I asked Parkersburg South head coach Mike Eddy where this first quarter run from his defense stacks up in comparison to other things he's seen from his teams over the years. I've been fortunate to be around some pretty good defenses over the years and have some tremendous football players that uh, make that happen. But that being said, we were just sitting at breakfast this morning and kind of going through the stats page. And, uh, you know, to be able to say you outscored your opponents 97 to nothing in the first quarter, that tells you you're starting the games off the right way. You're, you're getting that momentum on your side early, which is extremely important with, uh, you know, the confidence level and being able to dictate the games. You don't expect to be able to do that for 10 weeks, but, uh, you know, fortunately for us, that's the way it went. And, uh, you know, they put us in a position to be successful all year long. That's Parkersburg South head coach Mike Eddy. Parkersburg plays Wheeling Park, of course, a rematch from a shootout where both teams combined for 108 points at Stadium Field this year. PHS head coach Mike Bias said he was most encouraged by the effort from his coaches on the defensive side of the ball and really all of his players to buckle down and solve some things after that Wheeling Park game. Our defensive coaches who, after the Park game, 
game just went to work even harder. We have a great defensive staff putting putting game plans together for our, for our kids on defense and the young men who didn't give up. You know, they didn't tuck their head between their tails and go home. They kept working and we kept getting better, which is, as a coach, you know, you just want to see your program grow from week to week and I felt like we did that. That's PHS head coach Mike Bias. Again, the Big Reds play the Patriots at 7.30 Friday night. Parkersburg Catholics Lance Benninger comes in, his first playoff appearance in his second year. They finished 0-8 last year, 9-1 this year. It's a senior-laden team, and Benninger says this group's focused and ready to go. Parkersburg Catholic comes into the playoffs after an off week, and Benninger says he took that off week to do something he's not able to do a whole lot given his team's numbers. To be honest, we did a lot of hitting, um, something we don't get to do very often because of our low numbers, but we did a lot of hitting and a lot of conditioning. Um, we didn't really prepare for anybody because we had no idea who to prepare for. So, um, you know, it's well, we, we came out of the week pretty healthy, so that's good. That's Parkersburg Catholic head coach Lance Benninger. Ritchie County is in as a 14 seed. They'll go to the turf of Princeton High School, and they're going to play number three, Mountain View. Mountain View's got a good running game. Ritchie hopes to match up with a multiple back look in the backfield. Of course, they've got Garrett Owens, the bruiser. Zach Klein gets a lot of carries, but Trey Moss is the big guy. Moss missed a couple games with a knee injury and has been back for the last three, the last two of which saw Moss pick up more than 100 yards. I feel like Ritchie County's got to get Moss going somehow in this game if they want to keep up with Mountain View. I talked to Richie County head coach Rick Hot, and he said that the absence of Moss was something that they maybe found out in hindsight more than they realized at the time. In hindsight now, it looks like a, a pretty big deal. Of course, you know, we didn't have him at Webster. And not that I, that's the reason that I think that uh, we didn't win the ball game, but he is very important to us. And, you know, he kind of felt his way through the work game, but the last two games in really poor conditions, he's been a good, bad weather back for us. That's Ritchie County head coach Rick Haught. Tyler Consolidator faces an uphill battle as the 16th seed. Wheeling Central will be ready. It's an opportunity, says head coach Ryan Walton. It's been playoff style for sure. Past couple weeks, you either win or go home. Yeah, you know, that's just the way we're treating it right now. Kids are excited to get in the playoffs. It just so happens we're going to play number one, but uh, it is what it is, and we're going to show up and get a game plan ready. That's Tyler Consolidated head coach Ryan Walton. Williamstown is back in the playoffs again. They will host Saturday afternoon against number 11 Summers County. First time Williamstown's hosted in a while. Terry Smith sees a team that has had a nice turnaround in Summers County and is glad to be hosting once again in the playoffs. We're just excited to host a game. We haven't done that. Well, actually, we haven't hosted for a couple of years. To me, they look pretty balanced. You know, uh, they've won the last seven in a row. Uh, they didn't start off real good, but, you know, they made some adjustments and uh, they got things rolling pretty good. So, you know, we'll just have to, to work hard this week and see what happens. That's Williamstown head coach Terry Smith. Magnolia is back in as a nine seed. They will face Pendleton County in the postseason. If they win that game, they would likely need to beat Wheeling Central once again to win it all. And if you do beat the Maroon Knights in two out of three weeks, you got just as good a chance as anybody else. Magnolia's Dave Chapman has had a strong quarterback in Pat Morandi this year, but it's the running game that's come along for the Blue Eagles as the season's progressed. It's a line of scrimmage game. Our offensive line's really come on. We made a couple changes up front, but I can tell you, Eric, each one of those kids have gotten better. But as a unit, you know, the offensive line's got to work as a unit. And we do a lot of things with them. We trap them, we pull them, we pass walk, we screen. We do a lot of different things with them, but it's an athletic bunch, too. And to go with that, they're smarts. And, you know, we do a lot of things different. I credit those guys, you know, our offense is going pretty well right now. But, you know, the running game, passing game, but a lot of that's due to the guys up front. Again, that's Magnolia head coach Dave Chapman. Like I said, if you beat Pendleton County, you'd have to face Wheeling Central again, and you're going to have to beat the best to be the best anyway. If you beat them two out of three weeks, you got just as good a chance as any. So again, the area is lucky to have so many teams in the playoffs. 
PHS, Parkersburg Catholic, Ritchie County, Tyler Consolidated, and Magnolia playing Friday night. Williamstown and Parkersburg South playing Saturday afternoon. Lots of good postseason football involving teams from the Mid-Ohio Valley. And many of those teams have great chances to win this week. Some of them will be one and done, but there's a couple teams in that batch that have chances to make longer runs. Like I said earlier, I think Parkersburg South has to have a quick start. I think PHS has to go up and forget about the environment and forget about they're playing a team that they've already played once this year. They know what they're going to get with Wheeling Park, so now they've just got to focus on playing their type of game. Parkersburg Catholic has to stay consistent and do the things they did in the first eight games of the season before that loss to Williamstown and let the seniors lead the way on that team. Ritchie County will need to get Trey Moss going. Tyler Consolidated will have to be ready for everything. They're going to have to pull out the kitchen sink if they want to beat Wheeling Central. Williamstown will need to play their game and force Summers County into mistakes. And Magnolia, they've got to keep that confidence that they had from the Wheeling Central win. This week's poll question, which lower seeded team has the best chance to pull a round one upset and why? Already have some interesting responses to this, but we'll save them for next week's show. Which lower seed has the best chance to pull a round one upset and why? This isn't a click yes or click no and explain why. This is just a name a team and explain why. Have some interesting responses already. We'll follow those and track those on next week's program. Our games on the stations of Seven Rangers Radio 93R has Ritchie County and Mount View. WXCR has Tanner Consolidated and Wheeling Central. Those are Friday night games. And then on V96.9, Parker's South opens their playoff run against Hedgesville. Light Rock 93R and WXCR's coverage will begin respectively at 6 p.m. on Friday with countdown to kickoff the full hour and then pregame coverage from those respective sites at 7 before the 7.30 kicks. And then with V96.9 is a noon kickoff between Parkersburg South and Hedgesville. It's countdown to kickoff at noon. Pregame from Erickson All Sports Facility at 1 and then the Patriots and the Eagles meeting at 1.30 p.m. Don't forget you can download us on iTunes, subscribe to us there, also listen through SoundCloud. If you do listen on iTunes, rate us and review us. We'd be glad to have your feedback and glad to hear what you think we could do better or just not do at all in regards to other editions of our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. A little bit of a short and sweet edition compared to some of the other shows we've had, but it's playoff time. Let's just get to the games and let's see what this first round brings. 24 games all across West Virginia this week, and it's amazing how quickly those teams whittle down to the Super 6. The run starts this week. Thank you for joining us once again. My name is Eric Little. I'll talk to you next time on another edition of our show. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the games, everybody. This has been the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and vote in our weekly poll. Come back next week for another new episode, and thanks for listening.